Hey everyone, morning. Welcome to Ask Sam, our show where we tackle some real estate and wealth questions in under three minutes. We failed every time, but today we are absolutely going to crack this in three minutes or less as to some great questions. This one comes from Philip. If I only have a small amount of money uh, to invest, is it even worth it? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, plenty of people who have bought a few thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin potentially think it's worth it. But I'm going to answer this from a, from a property perspective. Um, I certainly think that getting into the real estate market, there are ways to use other people's relationships as well as other people's time to allow yourself to gear up and make the best out of real estate. When you've got a small deposit, one of the challenges I think really is the quality of real estate you can end up buying can be really quite inferior. I've seen over the years a lot of people who invest with 5% deposits really end up in a volatile position because they've taken on too much debt and never been able to control the asset. The rents have never been able to um, you know, pay for the asset and because they haven't put much deposit in, well, they end up in a situation where their property bleeds them dry. So if I was to give any advice, I personally think that, um, that small deposits are good if you can get the right amount of leverage to begin with. When you start investing, you generally get more leverage. If you can buy in the right um, area, certainly small deposit, get into it, get going. If it means you have to go to a C or D grade location, I like to coach people to save a little bit more money. And we can use other people's relationships, other people's time, or even other people's money to try and piece the puzzle together. Helping a client literally 10 minutes ago, I was on the phone to the client and they have a small deposit. What I'm trying to do is get the vendor to help match their deposit, make the vendor actually put in some money into the deal to make the deal work. And so that's a good example of using other people's money. I'm trying to make the vendor pay $20,000 to get this deal done because that person's on a, on a smaller deposit and they need a little bit more just to get this deal over the line. So it's interesting, like, um, I certainly think that rule number one is we don't want to lose money in any form of investment. So if it's a small deposit, a really small deposit, and it means you're buying in a really C or D grade location because deposits quite often equal buying power. And if your buying power pushes you to just a piece of real estate, which doesn't, um, you know, is not designed for growth, then I would suggest you're better off staying out of the market and saving more or using other people's time, other people's money and other people's relationship to get ahead. And uh, it's interesting. I think a combination of all four, a little bit more saving, um, other people's money, other people's times, other people's relationships 
and you're you're away. You're going to end up with a much more solid piece of real estate for the long term. Uh, and you know, I always say there's no such thing as a high performing inexpensive property. It doesn't exist. High performing real estate has gone up in value in the past and will continue to go up in value into the future. It exists. So our job as property investors is to keep up with that. We've got to go and find that marketplace, which is, you know, a growth asset. And to do that, sometimes it means saving a little bit more um, and, uh, and just getting yourself the right footing, not just buying real estate because it's fashionable at the moment. Um, so uh, Alison's just put in the, content, uh, in the chat there, yeah, off the plan can allow you bit more time. Um, it's really a delayed settlement. It allows you time to save and then you overlay that potentially with the vendor putting some money in. All of a sudden, you're just in a better marketplace all round to, uh, to, to own an asset for the longer term. So I certainly think um, for many first home buyers right now, getting into the market on uh, with a small amount of money, really, uh, they're, the vendor putting in money for them is the Australian government. That's basically what's happening. So a lot of first-home buyers are getting in on 5% deposits. The Australian government's putting in uh, uh, lender's mortgage insurance. It's putting in um, you know stamp duty concessions, building booths, all sorts of money. So absolutely, I think in the first-home buyer market, you'd be mad not to take other people's money. In that context, it's the Australian taxpayer's money. Take it and run with it. Get yourself a footing in the marketplace and go again. From an investor's point of view, think a combination of saving a little bit, uh, giving yourself more time to settle and potentially using the vendor to leverage on is a good way to create a bigger deposit, therefore have less debt and more rental income. Anyway, that's it from me today. Uh, you have a beautiful day wherever you're listening from and uh, I'll catch you next time on our Sam. All the best.